This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Well, welcome, Larry... Larry Bass. Larry Bass. What is your primary role in the line dance community? Um, I usually do low intermediate, um, a lot of country music, because I was teaching in clubs. I'm no longer teaching in a club, so, I mean, I've been teaching for 23 years now. Wow. So, I started, you know, right at the height of 1992 when Garth Brooks came along and a lot of um, country artists that were really boot-scooting boogie, you know, a, um, a lot of different dances came out, and I really got interested in it, and I was teaching within three months to... I uh, had a class of over 100 to begin with, so it was really nice the first few years of it. <laughs> Did you uh, start choreographing during that time as well? Uh, I started choreographing in uh, 1995. I've written over 350 dances. Wow, what are some of the bigger ones that we might do? Um, asking Questions, uh, Chomping at the Bit is one I wrote back in 97. Uh, I wrote one called Kick and Drag that I brought to California years ago, and they loved it. And I haven't traveled so much the last few years, but I've been here at this event for seven years now. So we have a really good time here. It's a great event because you get a mix of everything. You get the easier for your... uh, We have a lot of beginners that come to this event, and uh, they cater to them very a lot because most of the beginners that come in are people that have never danced before or think they dance at clubs and they think they know a lot when they come to an event they're just blown away so this helps everybody because you have high advance you have choreographed routines you would see Michael Jackson do and then you have the basic stuff and they have technique classes to teach everybody um, the best way to become a better dancer and that, that's uh, that's why I love this event so much. What is it about line dancing as a specific form of dance that uh, has kept you hooked? Uh, I just always loved dancing. I didn't dance that much until um, I just learned like the basic electric slide was the you know most people's beginner dance that they learned and. I really got into it. I went to a club one one night and saw them dancing different dances to different songs, and I said I really would like to do that. So that that helped me get into it, and I love the memory aspect of it. I love the fact you don't have to have a partner. Um, it's great, just cardiovascular. As far as I've seen people that could hardly walk get out there and dance dances. Uh, I've seen people that were exhausted and couldn't dance anymore, and their favorite song came on, and they'd go running out there. And that's a passion that's worldwide. I've been to New Zealand, I've been to Scotland, Europe, and you see that, you know, 90-year-old people getting out there doing this that we love doing, and it's just a bond that everybody has. What are some especially memorable places you've been that you've taken your line dancing to? Uh, I've been to Canada a few times. It was beautiful up there. Probably my favorite was uh, New Zealand. I was spent uh, two weeks in New Zealand with Doug and Jackie. Um, we went and saw the Maori villages, the volcanoes. We went bungee jumping, cave diving, uh, and the the country was just absolutely beautiful. Every time you went over a new hill, 
it was just fantastic and the people there were just very very receptive to whatever we were doing and here with my cowboy hat on which I'm very well known for uh, you know they they liked me quite a bit because they thought I was from Texas and I was a cowboy you know so it was a lot of fun to go to there I enjoyed that a lot <laughs> do you think with uh, with all your travels and everything that you've seen in the line dance world since you started do you think that's changed you in any ways um, I think I've pretty much stayed the same I've um, I, I just see this bond that we have between all the dancers uh, I remember being in New Zealand and seeing this lady she had to be 70 years old she had a cowboy hat on dancing every single dance just having she was like the life out there twirling her hat on her finger and just getting everybody to dance and you know you just see that and you go that's why you love it because you see people like that everywhere you go that are like that and that's one of the things that really draws me and keeps me motivated to to keep everybody happy and at home I do um, a lot of dances at senior centers well you know uh, memory loss is a really uh, tragic part I've had that with my father he had dementia and I see these people come in and they have to learn a new dance a couple of times a week and uh, they just enjoy just moving. It gets them on their feet and you, when you see an 80 year old woman drop to her knees and go, yes, <laughs> you know, that they got the dance, that's just, it's just so fascinating to me to watch that and it's, a, it's just a delight to teach them, you know. Do you think that uh, that element of line dance has changed at all from, from the, the beginning of it till now? Do you think the scene has changed? Um, it has. Um, most of the stuff we learned years ago were, were basic steps. Um, now it's become more, it, it got into pop music and hip-hop music and everything, which was a good transition because you want to keep uh, new blood and you want to keep kids encouraged and you have to do stuff to their music. And then what you really see happens is the dances that really stick around are some of the oldies. The, you know, the watermelon crawls, boot scootin' boogies, and then the ones that really kick come on now are two oldies songs. Hello Dolly, The Bump. They're just, you know, songs from the 50s and 60s that people are dancing to and enjoying the music. And it, it's just great to see. And then you get out there and watch them doing stuff to, you know, to Pitbull. And and these 70 and 80 year old people are out there dancing to them. And, and with the kids that are, you know, 20 years old. And it, it's really good. And I feel like at my age, I can pretty much stay with anybody. And I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> where, do you, where do you see it going into the future? Um, it's if we have to keep um, the people keep getting new blood coming in uh, that will bring in hip hop dancers it will bring in ballroom dancers so that it refines and gets better and better as dancers I'm collecting birthday hugs today's my birthday oh my goodness we have a a birthday on the show here Go right ahead. Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Thank We're you. We're going to give you a big old hug. Marjorie Cachupo. Whoa. Oh, my goodness, my microphone. 
Happy, happy birthday. What are you doing? Anyway? We, we are conducting an interview right now for a line dance podcast. Would you like to say hi to the folks at home? Hi, it's my birthday. <laughs> Lovely. All right. So uh, you mentioned uh, bringing new people in from these, these different styles and these different walks right. of life. Uh, how can we in the line dance community help to, to do that, to interface it's, with the mainstream? It's, uh, well, this would help. Uh, interviews and people seeing it on television, not as this country hick, uh, fingers in the belt, thumbs in the belt loop, walking around with chewing tobacco. And that, that's the perception probably half of the world has. You know, uh, they have to see uh, stuff on television of people. I know that they had um, on uh, So You Think You Can Dance, or over in Britain they had a show, and Rachel McEnany and a, a group of Fred Whitehouse and them got out there and were on the show as line dancers. Oh, wow. And that helped tremendously because that's going to get the perception of line dancing to be something because if you tell somebody you you're a line dancer and they don't really envision being like a ballroom dancer but a lot of these people are that good and uh, until people see that I don't see it changing a whole lot and, and unless you get the kids in and you're not going to really get the kids in with country clubs you've got to have recreation centers that do it that bring teenagers and see them doing it. I've actually got one of my dances, the, uh, the soul line dancers took one of my old country dances and put it to a hip hop song. Uh, actually, they have a couple of my dances that they do to get up off of that thing by James Brown. Ooh, one of my dances. Funky. I like it. I mean, just, uh, and, and to watch one of the dances that I wrote to a, an old swing song being done to something like that. and. You have a, a whole different culture doing your dance now in a little bit different way, and they funk it up quite a bit, and it looks really interesting. And I think that'll help bring more people to it, too. Okay, let's see what else we've got here in the back of this piece of paper. Oh, what sorts of people have you found have benefited the most from line dancing? What transformations have you seen? Um, well, I would, I would say mainly the people that have either gotten divorced recently or just have a partner that has no interest in it. And this gives them a social outlet that they wouldn't have anywhere else. And one of the benefits that I think as well that I should have mentioned before is each song you're doing a different style dance. So as a line dancer, you can come out and learn ballroom moves. You have waltzes, you have tangos, you have cha-chas, you have swing music. Uh, all this uh, sambas and mambos and uh, marangos, all different types of music, and you're able to learn the footwork. You don't have to have a partner to do it, and it's great. This really is. Yeah, you, that's the thing I hadn't considered that you mentioned, like people who have significant others who aren't into it. Like you don't have to be single. You, right. You can go out and have your your person back home. Exactly. And they don't have to worry because you're not right. touching anybody. That's right. That's snoozing exactly all over right. What are some problems in line dance that you think we still haven't solved with, with all the years? That well, the perception. Yeah. The perception. And uh, plus, the people that are learning dances at clubs that are taking classes from someone that is not really uh, an established 
instructor. They may be a fitness instructor that knows the dance moves. And then they go to a club and they teach the dance wrong. And these people in this club, you, you don't benefit the people in the club by teaching them a dance wrong. You either like the way it's choreographed or you don't. If you don't, don't teach it. That's, you know, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of dances and there's hundreds of dances that come out weekly. You can find something to teach them without teaching a dance wrong, you know? And you, they put it to different music and that's okay, that's okay, but that's just one of the problems I see is, is uh, like you said, you thought that what you have seen in your part of the world was so humongous. But then when you come to an event like this, you realize how little you know. Oh yeah. And as long as you always feel like you're learning something every single time, and I do, I learn something all the time. I mean, I don't know it all. So, you know, I'm not gonna act like I do. And I just I just enjoy the social, social aspect of it, uh, the friendships you, you get, the bond you have with everybody, and it's just wonderful. For, for people who aren't able to make it out to events like this, how how can the line dance community stay close, uh, like online or, or through other means? Well, that helps quite a bit. The the Facebook is so popular. Uh, YouTube is so popular. Uh, anytime I write a new dance now, I put it on video, put it on YouTube. It goes on to the websites that cater to the line dance community. And they can go and read the step sheets. They can watch the person that wrote the dance and instructed on their home, on their t computer at home. And uh, that helps out quite a bit. I also, whenever I teach dances at home, I set up a link to the video so that they can practice. Not all of them do, very few probably do, but if they have the opportunity to get better if they really want to. And you'll, you know, in a class of, of 30 or 40 people, you might have four or five that are really, really start getting into it. They find that passion and they just love it. And that's great to see. It would be great to have a hundred, well, 1400 like we have now that have that passion. That's what it is. You have 1400 people here that have that same passion you do for it. And it's, it's great to see. Great. How would people get in contact with you if, they, if they've if they been hearing some things that uh, you're saying? They're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta ask them about this particular Well, I don't have a, a, a email. I mean, I have email and Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Larry Bass uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I've lived in Florida my whole life. Uh, I teach 10 classes a week. And uh, I go to events about once a month. And so if anybody, I've, I've actually had some, a lady from uh, uh, Switzerland write me. Her, her sister lives in the United States near me and is looking to learn to line dance. So she wrote me and asked me where are the best places to go and I informed her and she's, I've invited her to my class and when I get home I'll see what, what she knows and we'll just start building blocks to get her to be a, a better dancer and hope she gets that passion as well. Out of curiosity, do you happen to know a guy named Trevor Thornton out that oh, way? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen some of his stuff online. We, we do some of his dances out here. Right. He's got an interesting style. Yeah, I like the, yeah. the stuff he does. He, he's learned from, from Guyton and uh, Rachel McEnany pretty much. Took, took him uh, under their wing. And, you know, he, he was one of those 14-year-old kids that started line dancing and got into it at one of these studios. And so he wasn't learning so much at a, at a country club. He was learning at a place where a 14-year-old could go and dance. Right. 
and uh, he's incorporated a lot of, of their moves into his dances, and he's come up with some really good stuff. Um, and he's just now starting to break into it pretty good. And while you have the ear of all these people at home, what, what would you ask of them? Or what, is there anything that you would request of the folks who are listening? Uh, to people that are have never done it, your perception is probably entirely wrong. Mm. Uh, you need to come out and give it a try. This is not something that you're going to learn overnight. We're not doing electric slide and and you know uh, Cupid Shuffle. We're doing stuff. We're going to teach you to dance. You'll learn actual dance moves. And I'm finding quite a few people that I teach in different um, gated communities where they're in a fitness center and they think that they. They're ballroom dancers. They're not ballroom dancers, but they're couples dancers, and they didn't think so much of it until they tried it. And then they said, "Wow, this is this is really interesting. I'm, I'm really this is one of my favorite classes in the whole place." And um, you know, they just need to give it a try. Uh, don't give up. It's going to take you a few months to learn the terminology. It's like learning a brand new language. Once you've learned the terminology and the basic footwork, you can do just about anything you really want to learn. I have not found a person that, I want to learn that dance. You really want to learn it? Yes. You will learn it. You will learn it because you want to so much. Doesn't matter how hard it is, you will learn it. And that's what I'm hoping that they um, can hear that, that they just need to give it a try. Is there any advice that uh, you would give for, I mean, with, with all the people you've seen and all the people you've taught, I'm sure that there's been something that reoccurs, like, oh, how do people keep end up doing this thing? Is there anything that you could uh, suggest that would save people a lot of trouble of developing bad habits or anything? Um, it's, it's, well, for one thing, they rely so much on their instructor and the visual aspect of it, seeing them do the footwork. Once they've learned the dance, they need to go stare straight ahead, learn it from memory. Don't rely on your instructor so much. I've actually been teaching in a class, have to go to the restroom, and in the middle of the dance, walk, start walking off the floor, and I have three or four people following me. <laughs> because they thought that was part of the dance. They were watching me, my feet, and so, Learn the dance, get it in your head, and then see if you can do it by yourself. Because once you can do it by yourself, then you know it. You don't have to rely on somebody else. So that's that's what I would recommend. And as we take line dance out into the world, uh, among the line dance people and line dance uh, uh, in, uh, how would you say, uh, hopefuls, people who are kind of interested in it, what should we be discussing? What, what should we be taking uh, out into the community to... Uh, to discuss that is not getting enough attention right now. I think the social aspect of it is tremendous. I, you, you just, you uh, meet brand new people. I've met my spouse. Um, she came to my class. Um, you know, there's just so many people that really, you want to sit on that couch all weekend. And you, you know, it, I was, uh, doing exercise videos and I said you know what the best thing for me to do is just put about 10 songs that I really enjoy doing that are high energy and play them that's 45 minutes mm -hmm. if you did 45 minutes of line dancing instead of trying to walk you would probably enjoy it much more than just walking mm -hmm. 
and I think that if if they learn the basics, learn the footwork, fine dances they enjoy doing, and they did something like that every day, their health would very vastly improve. Their memory would improve, and that's just you know that's one of the best things about line dancing there is. Well, is there anything final that you'd like to, to say to everybody? I just hope everybody would give it a try. I hope the ones that are doing it just do everything they can to get better. And I hope you enjoy my teachings, and I hope you come to some workshops and find out what it's really about. Okay. One last question. What dance should everyone learn right now? The dance right now? Um... I think one of my favorite dances, now this is a, like an advanced dance, uh, is uh, Don't Make Me Suffer. It's a really, really nice dance. Really nice. Uh, it's one of my favorites at the moment. And who's the choreographer? That one is uh, Roy Verdon. All right. Cool. Well, hope everybody out there has a chance to look up the step sheets, maybe watch a video, and, and do uh, that one, Don't Make Me Suffer. Don't Make Me Suffer. All right, thank you so much for coming You're welcome. Here, Larry. Uh, thank you for having me. Have a great rest of your day. Okay.